Entrepreneurs Over 40, Episode 72, with Jonathan Rosenfeld talking about setting up his law firm. Oh, it seems that rather than having 100, maybe smaller pages, Google wants to see five or 10 really in-depth pages that are super focused and super aligned with what people are actually searching for. You're listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40, the show for somewhat mature entrepreneurs and side hustlers. And now your host, Greg Mills. Our guest today is an attorney in Chicago, Illinois, concentrating on cases involving serious injury and wrongful death. He's the founder of Rosenfeld Injury Lawyers, where he has managed to consistently grow his business at 10 to 20% annually in the wake of additional competition and headwinds from the COVID-19 pandemic. At a time when other law firms are struggling to stay afloat, he continues to expand his law practice into emerging areas that help stabilize his revenue in uncertain times. While nothing can take the place of hard work and commitment, he firmly believes in having balance in his life to include time for family, fun, exercise, and personal time. Even during hectic periods at work, he is committed to allotting time for each aspect of his life, which in turn leads to more productivity and happiness. When it comes to running a business, he's keenly aware that the race is indeed a marathon and not a sprint. And successful people need to establish a solid foundation in order to set themselves up for success. Without further ado, Jonathan Rosenfeld. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Now, Jonathan, can you take a few moments and fill in the gaps from that intro and bring us up to speed with what's going on in your world today? Well, yeah. Professionally, I am the many hat wearing boss, managing attorney slash office manager of Rosenfeld Injury Lawyers in Chicago. All different types of personal injury cases from traditional auto related accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home abuse. And we also handle a lot of mass tort type cases involving pharmaceuticals, drug recall matter, and even cases involving premises liability. We're doing a lot of work with Camp Lejeune in in North Carolina right now. It's a pretty diverse base of cases, but they're all sort of the same underlying premise is that someone's seriously injured, there's a responsible party, and our job is to really help them get justice for that. So that's what I do professionally. Personally, married, two kids, 15, 11, keep me very, very busy. And outside of that, I will do anything physical, anything other than sit on the couch and watch TV. I love to get out, ride bikes, run, you name it, do it. And between all that, it's a pretty, it's a pretty busy schedule. Okay. Now, did anybody in your family while you were growing up have their own business? My dad is a is a doctor. He has his own practice. I don't know. I never really knew any better, frankly. I've worked for different people in the past. Some people were great people, great mentors, learned a lot. But most of them ran their business, ran their whatever it was in law, their law firm in a way that I really, it just didn't really resonate with me. And I always sort of thought to myself, you know what? I want to do it my way. I want to improve on some things that I saw there's opportunities with. And really more than anything, I just wasn't really a very good employee. I didn't really like people telling me what to do and how to do it all the time. I don't mind doing things. I don't mind hard work, but I just, I sort of resented the fact that it was just do it because they say they do it because for no other reason. Right. Sounds like you're a why and not a how, and that you like to know why, and you like to appreciate the reason instead of being told how to do something and not to do 
Absolutely. It also sounds like your dad kind of served as a good role model in that he was not only a doctor, but he had his own practice. Absolutely. I saw how hard he would work and how he'd come home from work and people would be calling him and he'd have to respond to calls. And I, again, I don't think I, I set out to do that, but I don't think I really knew anything better. And that was just sort of how things were. And looking back on it, I mean, I wouldn't really want to change the way my setup for any anything at this point. I really feel very fortunate that I do have quite a bit of quite a bit of flexibility in terms of my schedule, the rigors. I still can decide when and how to do things. Now, early on, when you were setting up your law firm, were there any like hidden gotchas that you didn't expect? There's gotchas all the time. I still encounter gotchas. It's just a matter of problem solving and working through them. I think every business, regardless of its law or medical or whatever, sales, anything, every business has ups, downs, issues that they encounter, whether it's with clients, whether it's with people who work in the business, whatever it is, there's always challenges. It's just a matter of how you deal with them and how quickly you can get them resolved. Okay. Switching gears just a little bit, you're obviously a, a busy person and it sounds like you prioritize everything except for Netflix, which I can appreciate. <laughs> Do you have any daily rituals that you feel strongly about? Well, I, I guess for better or worse, I, I grew up, I swam competitively in high school and college. And from the time I was seven, eight years old through being early twenties or whatever. So one of the things about swimming that, you know, is sort of ingrained upon you is just the commitment level and how you have to just do it, whether you like it or not, or whether you feel good or bad. And I still sort of have that, my brain is sort of branded with that, that physical activity aspect of it. And so I try to work out pretty much every morning and to some degree, different types of uh, activities, but do something every day. And it's really, people laugh. It's really not always about the physical. It's just sort of about clearing your mind and sort of relaxing and taking time for yourself and sort of working through some issues you may have at work or with your family or whatever it is. So that's something I do every day. I I pretty much do that early in the morning before the day gets starts, get out of control. That, so that's one thing. The other, I just, I always just try to, you know, try, it doesn't always happen, but try to work in some breaks during the day as well, because I find that I'm a lot more productive when I'm doing something as opposed to just, again, sitting or trying to grind through something. So sometimes it's important to take a step back, reflect on it, and then get back to it later in the day or the following. Just out of curiosity, how scheduled is your day? Not very, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, I have a lot. I have some standing. I have some standing meetings. Some of them are daily. Some of them are weekly. We have court calls in my office. I typically do not handle the court calls. I'll have an attorney in my office handle a lot of those because it's that is something that is very time consuming and that is very regimented and structured and everything. But in general, I have certain projects that I'm working on. Maybe they, maybe and then there may be a due date on it 30 days from now or something. But in terms of like a daily rule goes, it's much more fluid than I I even realize a lot of times just because the nature of the business issues come up all the time and I could have, I do have a, I do have a calendar, but it's not, I'm not very good at setting everything in it. My wife is excellent at writing to pick up the kids at 320 or whatever. I'm not that type of person. So I'll put big projects on the calendar. But aside from that, I try not to, because otherwise I get sort of held up and bogged down with minutia. So 
Um, I think it's depending on the person, depending on your personality, it's important to have a more fluid day. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm sitting around. There's so many projects I'm working on, thinking about that it's more than enough to fill my day. And I guess also it depends on if you're the type of person to procrastinate or not. Obviously, everyone procrastinates to a certain degree. I'm definitely guilty of that to a certain degree. But at the same time, I'm also motivated enough to, you know, maybe cut off that procrastination early on and before it really sets in. So it it just really depends on the day. Sounds like you learned early on about the evils of procrastination then. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, everyone does it to a certain degree. And sometimes there actually, sometimes there's a benefit I find to actually putting things on pause and thinking about it before you just start going, which is sometimes a tendency that I, but again, it just depends on what, what works for you with your personality and your work style. Okay. I will admit that there have been times when something has come in and I didn't prioritize it immediately, but that, you know, I waited on it and then the priority went away or something happened to even change it further. So I could see that happening probably a lot in the legal field as well, whether I'm right. (laughs) No, I mean, look, I mean, look, the truth is that there's some tasks that I really don't like doing. Okay. And one of the blessings that I have is that a lot of those things that I hate doing, um, that I would procrastinate on or would rather basically walk through fire than do, I, I tend to push those off to other people who are as good as, at doing them, if not better than me. That's something that, and that I've learned that you got to sort of pick what your strong suits, play the part you're dealt and play to your strengths. And I realize that I'm pretty good at some things and I'm horrible at others. And if there's something that, or I just really hate doing, and if there's something that I hate doing or I'm not good at, I try to my best to hand that off to someone else. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, what area would you suggest business owners invest their time in? Well, it just, again, it depends on what your goals are. It depends on really what your, your strengths are. I spend, for example, I spend quite a bit of time working on the business development side of things. Every business is, I don't care if you're doing law or Legos or anything, everything is ultimately driven by sales. And if you aren't, you know, the person who's steering the ship towards sales, you perhaps one who is. And so I spend quite a bit of time handling that side of the, the business development. We do a lot of online marketing, websites, videos, pay-per-click. We do a lot of that. Most of that, I'm involved with all of it. Most of that stuff I handle on my own. I also have people who help me with it, but that's something that I spend quite a bit of time on because I realize that ultimately you could be the best, the best lawyer, the best shipbuilder, or whatever it is. But in, unless people know about you, and know about your services or the products that you're selling, it, it doesn't really do you any good. So that's just something that I just always put a premium on. Yeah. I was going to ask you who did your SEO because when I Googled personal injury lawyer, Chicago, you were on page one out of over 9 million results. How did y'all do that? A lot of work. No, I mean, the truth is that maybe, and maybe I'm wrong, but it, it, even to this day, I, there's very little formal education out. SEO and about websites and everything else like that. I got involved with websites probably 12, 13, 14 years ago. And so most of the things that I've done and most of the things I've learned are really self-taught. It's sort of the school of hard knocks. You got to try it, 
see if it works. And if it doesn't work, start over. And a lot of the maddening thing about the world of SEO is that a lot of things that were working last year or even last month have changed. And it's constantly evolving and constantly changing. It's constantly getting more competitive. More people are getting involved in it. So you just have to stay up to date on it. Obviously, it's frustrating when you put time and energy into something and it doesn't work as well as you want, but that's just part of it. And I've just sort of found that if you're consistent, you tend to have more positive results than the guy who just gives up. There are plenty of people who just throw the towel in on it because it can be very frustrating. So give us an example of something that worked last year that's not working currently. That's actually a great, that's a great question because actually I'm, I'm working through a project right now where in the past we may have had on a topic, we may have had, I don't know, a hundred pages on a topic. And, you know, what those, all those pages may have been helpful at some point in time, whether it was last year or five years ago, they may have had some value. They may have brought in some business. And now it seems that rather than having a hundred, maybe smaller pages, Google wants to see five or 10 really in-depth pages that are super focused and super aligned with what people are actually searching for. And it's a very difficult pill to swallow to realize that some of the work that you did and may have invested a lot of time and money in years ago is outdated and has to be thrown out. But again, that's just sort of the nature of the beast. And you just have to realize that. And you can complain all you want, but at the end of the day, you can't stop running water. You can't stop Google. Yeah. Now, how do you define success for your law firm? Depends. For me, it's just, it's sort of, it's growing, obviously. I'm still sort of of the belief you either grow or you die. There's just being stagnant is just, that's just not something that really resonates with my personality. So success is you can measure it in different dollars and cents. You can measure it in cases. You can measure it in how much free time you have, or if you want to have free time or whatever it is. I sort of all those factors combined. I don't have one specific element of success. It, I try to look at everything sort of holistically because what I, I'm not one of the, I'm not one of these people who are like, I want hours and hours of free time all the time. It's nice to have the flexibility that if I want to do that, I can. And I hopefully I have someone who can help me manage things while I'm, whether it's traveling or spending time with my family or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, everyone's got it, their own definition. I think you have to sort of make make that decision for yourself. You look at, if you're just going straight on dollars and cents, a spreadsheet, and it's the only thing that you're focused on, you're probably at some point going to be disappointed because not every, it's just not feasible to be every day, every week, every quarter to have that that growth chart line. Now, over time, it's important to look at it and sort of, you know, look, reflect on things. But, you know, I look at it. So I look at a variety of factors and I just frankly look at a lot of times at my overall happiness, which is not something that you can quantify easily. I just sort of, how am I feeling about this? What traits do you look for when you're looking to hire other people on? I don't really look a lot at their academics. I don't really look at, you know, it does. I don't care if they got A's, frankly, I look at their commitment level. I look at things that they may have done to um, obstacles in their life, either professionally or personally. And I look at really quality of their person, their character. I can teach someone who's got those characteristics, um, you know, how to do certain things, but you can't, if they don't have that to begin with, it's very difficult. So 
that's just, those are things that I look at. They may not be traditional, but those are sort of what I look at because I want to work with people who are interested in, in growing themselves and really contributing to the business. Okay. Well, let's get ready to wrap this up. Is there anything that I haven't asked that you'd like to go over? There's so, so many moving parts in every business that a lot of times it becomes almost second nature in terms of how things are done and operated and everything. But at the end of the day, if you're the business operator, you got to do something that really resonates with you and you got to find your your road and find something that works with you, your personality, your lifestyle. And that I really, I hope I've, I'm, I've done a, to a certain degree and continue to work on. Okay. What do you think is next for you? professionally? Oh, gosh. I think one of the areas that I'm interested in doing is sort of branching out into to other geographic locations, getting involved in some other cities, some other markets. That's always, it's just interesting to see that every market's different. Every, what works in one market may not necessarily translate to another and vice versa. So that's probably a big thing. And then getting also just more involved in some of these larger pieces of litigation. It's really it's exciting for me to get involved in some of these larger emerging litigations because it, it gives me an opportunity to help more people. But also it's just, it's almost, I look at it as a challenge, a game where, you know what, let's, uh, let's get after it and let's see where we, we wind up. Okay. Is there a book that you would currently recommend to somebody that's looking to either start their business or move it to the next level? Now I'm going to let you in on a secret. I hate reading. I don't read. I don't read books. So okay. that's the honest to God truth. I don't read books. I listen to podcasts, I'll, I, but I'm not a reader. So you're going to have to save that question for your next guest. Well, okay. Let's rephrase that. What's another good podcast or a, a YouTube resource that you would recommend? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of different things. I love how I built this in people say, oh my gosh, it sounds like, what do you learn guy who's making granola bars or a woman who's making candles or what, whatever it is. And the truth is that every once in a while you do get some tidbits of information, but more than anything, it just really, it reinforces the fact that you just have to be committed and put the work for any business, for any industry that there's got a lot of times people look at someone, they say, oh, they have it easy. They're good. They're just naturally gifted at that, or they're naturally good at that. And the truth is that most people aren't. Most people really struggle and fail and keep going. And that's what you have to do, frankly. And if you listen to just a couple of those podcasts, that will come across very quickly. Okay. Yeah. Everybody seems to want to compare themselves to somebody that's like 10 feet up, 10 rungs up the ladder, and they don't realize that they were once standing right where they were, even a rung or two below. Absolutely. It's easy to look at social media and sometimes assume that they were born that way. And the more I'm exposed to other people, the really, uh, the further from the truth that could be. Yeah. Is there a piece of software or an app that you find indispensable? I use for, uh, for SEO and for uh, just website stuff in, in general, I, I use Ahrefs quite a bit, which is, it's probably one of the most comprehensive pieces of software around. And you can tell if you're looking right content, it'll show you the keyword volume for certain terms. It'll show you who's ranking for a particular term. It'll show you how many links you need. It, I mean, it's almost infinite, the amount of information you can get from that. So that's something I use almost on a daily basis. And if someone's in, in, interested in internet marketing, that's probably one of the best places to start. Okay. 
All right. Well, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Well, check out RosenfeldInjuryLawyers.com. There's, that's, that is the mothership, if you will, of content. We're constantly updating it. We're constantly adding new things. And if a question about the world of personal injury law or Camp Lejeune or business or whatever, fill out a contact form there and I will see that. I get every single contact form that comes through that website. So feel free to reach out. All right, sir. Lastly, what's the number one piece of advice that you can give for our listeners, Jonathan? Be consistent, work hard, and uh, just, I guess, try to find something each day that you enjoy doing. If you're just grinding and grinding and miserable, it's you're not going to, to be happy or really last very long, long term. So you got to have some, find something that you enjoy doing and just be consistent with it. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you, Jonathan, for being a great guest on Entrepreneurs Over 40. Thank you. Pleasure. If you have any questions about an episode or would like to suggest a guest or topic, you can reach me at greg at eo40show.com. Don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss any episodes. As always, thanks for listening to the Entrepreneurs Over 40 podcast. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40. Check us out at entrepreneursover40.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory.